All right, guys, today we're going to talk biochem. Biochem is all of the chemical reactions that are necessary for you to be a living, breathing organism that is functional in life. Um, biochem is also called molecular biology. When we talk about molecular biology, we're talking about your metabolism, and your metabolism is a combination of anabolism and catabolism. So catabolism, I ate my donut this morning, which was a large macromolecule of um, polysaccharides and lipids, and maybe if I'm lucky, a little bit of protein because it had chocolate, and chocolate counts, right? And so then my body breaks that down into its components. It breaks it down into monosaccharides and the building blocks of lipids and the building blocks of proteins, amino acids. And as it breaks it down, I get a little bit of that energy from breaking the bonds and the rest of that energy is left as heat. This is why you are at 98.7 or according to my thermometer in the back of my classroom, 91.1. So you are releasing this heat and that warms your body. All of those building blocks that I got from my donut are then going to be used to build meat. So now if I don't do anything for the rest of the day, that donut will turn into pockets of fat on my body. But maybe if I get up off my couch and I go for a run, I'm going to use the amino acids that were there and I'm going to build new muscle. That's anabolism. That's using those building blocks that I got from the food I ate to build my body up. There is also a little bit of heat um, released in that process, but that anabolism is gonna build these larger macromolecules that then when the shark eats me tonight, when I go surfing, if I'm lucky, then he's gonna do catabolism on my larger macromolecules and use it to make himself bigger and better and better. The most frequently occurring elements in the body are hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Hydrogen has one covalent bond, oxygen is two covalent bonds, and carbon is four covalent bonds. Notice we're talking about covalent bonds. Covalent bonds, as far as bonding goes, are the strongest bonds that you can have, and we want your body made of things that have super strong bonds. We don't want it easy to break apart the components of your body, because if it were easy to break apart the components, you just turn into a pile of goo at your chair. Um, here are the percentages. So you may have heard of Chinops, so C-H-O-N, and then they put P there. P is phosphorus. It's not making this chart here, but it is a main part of your body. So what are the role of these things? So nitrogen is found in your proteins and your nucleic acids. Sulfurs are in amino acids, and they also make these disulfur bridges that are associated with the folding of your proteins that we're going to look like at later. Phosphorus is bone and tooth and balancing your body's pH and ensuring that that is correct because your body is going to read blood pH as an indicator for whether or not you need to breathe. Iron is found in your hemoglobin. It's what allows your red blood cells to carry oxygen around the body. Sodium is nerve impulses. Um, people say like, oh, don't eat salt, don't know low sodium diet. You do need some sodium in your diet because that's how your body is going to make the nervous system work. Um, when you have cramps, often they say have something with sodium and potassium in it. That's what your Gatorade's got. That sodium potassium are gonna work on your nerve impulses, which then go to your muscles, which make your muscles contract. And then calcium is bone and tooth development and blood clotting. 
two reactions that we want to talk about. The first one's the condensation reaction. When you think about condensation, it's the water that collects on the outside of your soda can. So when we've got condensation, you have water that collects water that's released. We also call it a dehydration synthesis. We are dehydrating a larger molecule. So the bond between oxygen and hydrogen in a large molecule, macromolecule, is broken. The hydrogen moves to the hydroxyl group and attaches to the oxygen. And the bond between oxygen and carbon is broken and a water molecule is found. That water molecule pops off, and when it pops off, it breaks apart this larger macromolecule. Leftover is a molecule with an oxygen and a lone electron and another molecule with a carbon and a lone electron, and these two things come together because they don't like being apart and make a covalent bond. So here we have glucose, and here's a glucose, and you can see here's the water that's gonna pop off. When it pops off, it leaves this oxygen hanging and this hydrogen hanging, and they go, dude, I do not like being alone. Let's join forces, and they make a bond here, and you get a bigger molecule. Hydrolysis reaction is the opposite. Water is added and it breaks two molecules in half. And so we have this huge uh, polysaccharide made of three monomers. We add water and we pop a monomer off. We add another water, we pop another monomer off. The types of molecules that we're going to be focusing on are carbohydrates and their monomer, mono means one, so their single piece of it is a monosaccharide. Mono being one, saccharide being sugar. Lipids are your fats and they're made of glycerol, fatty acids, and um, phosphate groups. Your proteins are made of amino acids and your nucleic acids are made of nucleotides. We group these things. Um, so the big category is a carbohydrate. Those are the things that taste good. Carbs taste good because they're made of sugars. And so our subcategories of carbohydrates are a monosaccharide, one sugar. And those simple monosaccharides are glucose, galactose, fructose, and ribose. Glucose is the animal sugar. Galactose is the simple sugar found in milk. Fructose is a simple sugar found in fruit and ribose is found in animals. Um, people say like, oh, I'm gonna eat healthy and I'm gonna read food labels and only natural things are gonna go in my body. This chart helps with that because you think, oh my God, galactose, that must be you know, made in a lab. It's a scary scientific name. Reality, it's a simple sugar of milk. Disaccharides are another form of carbohydrate. Di means two, so two sugars. So maltose, lactose, sucrose. Maltose is two glucoses. Lactose is two galactoses. Sucrose is to um, fructoses. And then polysaccharides, we call these complex carbs. These have huge amounts of sugars. Um, it takes a long time for your body to break it down. So if you eat a complex carb, it gives you a lot of long sustaining energy. This is why your coach wants you to eat polysaccharides or complex carbs. These are starch, glycogen, cellulose, and chitin. We cannot break down cellulose or chitin. So that's like a cell wall. Chitin is like the hard shells of animals. But we can break down starch, so that's like pasta. And glycogen is what's made in your liver. It gives you this short-term burst of energy when you have run out of your simple sugars. Proteins, our examples are enzymes, antibodies, peptide hormones, 
Um, lipids, we have three groups here. Triglycerides, that's the fat found in the adipose layer. Adipose layer is the layer right underneath your skin. Phospholipids are the fats found in your cell membranes. And then steroids are hormones. So believe it or not, estrogen and testosterone are made of fat. And then your nucleic acids are DNA, RNA, and ATP. Again, your metabolism is the sum of all the reactions in your body. So catabolism is breaking your food down and anabolism is using all of the stuff that you get from breaking your food down to then build up your body. Again, anytime you see compare and contrast, you can make me a table. And so anabolic reactions build complex micromolecules. They're endergonic, so they are absorbing energy. They're biosynthetic, life is making them. An example is photosynthesis. Catabolic reactions break down complex molecules. They're exergonic, they're gonna release heat. They're degenerative, which means they break things down. And an example is cellular respiration. All right, water chemistry. Do yourself a favor, take the time, watch Crash Course, take notes. He's gonna explain water pretty well. So the link is here. So if you open up the PowerPoint, you can just click on that link and it will take you to it. I can't include it in this lecture because then I'll get copyright infringed. All right, properties of water. Made up of a hydrogen or two hydrogens and one oxygen, there is a covalent bond between the oxygens and the hydrogens. So your water molecule itself has this really strong bond holding the hydrogens to the oxygens. It's polar with the hydrogen sides, the bottom part here where the Mickey Mouse ears being slightly positive and the oxygen side being slightly negative. This allows water to be a home wrecker, right? Because it has a really strong positive and a really strong negative. And when you put it around other chemicals like sodium chloride table salt, table's got a positive for the sodium and a negative for the chloride. And that sodium goes, dude, I like you, but I'd rather hang with water because water attracts me more because opposites attract. So it allows water molecules to be attracted to each other. Um, water molecules are gonna create hydrogen bonds between each other. And all of this accounts for the high melting and boiling points of water or its specific heat. So why do we even care about water in a bio class? Water is transparent. This is important because the majority of photosynthesis takes place in bodies of water. Think about your planet, it's 70% water. And we're gonna have photosynthesis because water is transparent occurring in the top 100 feet of every body of water. That accounts for 70% of the oxygen that you're breathing. We think that all life originated in the oceans. Um, and it also allows it to be a film or a medium to cover your eyes so you can see through the water of your eyes. It has very strong cohesion forces. So hydrogen bonds between other water molecules allow it to have this strong kind of surface film almost, if you think about it. And that's why bugs can walk on water. It's a great solvent. The positive side will attract negative molecules, pulling them away from other bonds. It's a home wrecker. The only molecules that won't dissolve in water are the ones that are nonpolar, and it allows it to be a great transport medium. Your blood is about 50% water. It has adhesive properties. Water can form hydrogen bonds with other molecules. Okay, cohesion, water to water. Adhesion, water to anything else. So water to paper towel would be adhesion. 
it allows it to bond to cellulose and plant vascular tissue and allows it to kind of climb up the walls of the uh, vascular tissue. High specific heat, so it can absorb a lot of energy between changing form between water and vapor. This allows it to be evaporative cooling on your skin. This is why you sweat. Acts as a buffer to temperature change. Um, it's the reason why Laguna Beach has very moderate temperatures and the further you get from Laguna Beach, the more the temperature is going to swing between day and night and between the seasons and water can act as a coolant. Just a couple of pictures here. Adhesion, cohesion, make sure you know those terms. And that is it for lecture today. Next time we'll talk about our yummy carbohydrates and lipids and proteins.